Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I am your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very accomplished professional from the Netherlands, Lindsay Otenbogard. Lindsay, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm delighted to join the club of um, all these amazing people who have been um, interviewed by you. Thank you. Uh, Lindsay is the founder and chief executive officer of Mirror Mirror, which is a team alignment diagnostics organization. Uh, She started early. She founded her first company at the age of 22 after graduating as a music major. And Lindsay is also a thought leader and speaker on the topic of alignment. So, Lindsay, before we talk about mirror, mirror and data-driven alignment, tell me about your own journey. Yeah, uh, I'll try to make it short. Um, So, I I never really knew what I wanted to do. I think it's very Mm. difficult for people at school to... um, to, to figure out where they fit, unless there's something that instantly clicks with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I studied music, as you said, and came out, but I, what I really wanted to do is start and run businesses. Mm-hmm. So I, I set up my own business um, as soon as I came out of university and I continued to lead and run a few small organizations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by some twist of fate, um, about eight years later, I was offered uh, a job with an agency who was working in the oil and gas industry in the Netherlands mm-hmm. uh, to go and work in, in one of the large um, oil and gas companies. Mm. And I kind of thought, great, you know, let's find out what all of these, these large companies are doing to be making mm. so much money and, you know, let's join the big league. And I kind of clicked my heels and off I went only to find that when I got there, the clarity that I had experienced in small organizations around you know, who's doing what, what happened as a result, uh, why are they doing that, uh, what are we going to do next, mm-hmm. that just wasn't available. Mm-hmm. And it felt like I was in a kind of fog. So I spent mm-hmm. the following few years, the following um, few years actually figuring out, is that me? Is it mm-hmm. them? What's going on? How can I make sense of this? Because I had a responsibility to communicate. Mm-hmm. And then I got into uh, a kind of um, communications senior manager position, a communications director position, a global head of communications position uh, in in different industries, Mm -hmm. IT, uh, telecoms. And I realized it wasn't just me and it wasn't just that company, it was everywhere. And so since then, I've made it my mission to change that. Amazing, amazing. So let's talk about Mirror Mirror, which is a data-driven alignment organization for teams leading change. Help me understand in simple terms, what is data-driven alignment and how uh, it aids teams uh, to change? So data-driven team alignment is the job of comparing perceptions Mm -hmm. between how people see things. So comparing people's perceptions to find the common ground and differences. And you can reveal the alignment gaps in how people are seeing things that could be conflicting and holding them back. Um, so there's two parts to it. One is the identification and measurement of alignment gaps. That's what Mirror Mirror does. That's as far as we go. But then that's just the door to a conversation because with that data, people in teams can um, understand and uh, recognize how this affects their work and simply close those gaps, right. which is a really fast track way to effectiveness. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And you also mentioned that 
you envision a revolution in employee communications. Um, help me understand this with an example. So, for example, if you've got people who are fearful of um, conflict, they're fearful of pointing out things that might reveal others are off base or discovering that they're off base with what they were thinking, mm. um, or they are um, fearful of what employees might say if they were being honest, you know, that kind of mindset mm-hmm. coupled with the traditional top-down communications approach mm-hmm. is I feel not working mm-hmm. because it doesn't take into account complexity it doesn't take into account the fact that people need to make some things for themselves so the communication sort of revolution uh, if you like that we're looking for is to reframe that and to okay. build in an open and reciprocal means of communication using technology or whatever else is needed mm-hmm. in order to close gaps and have people fully on the same page. It doesn't mean they need to agree with each other. It right. just means, means they need to have a shared understanding about mm-hmm. what they as a group, i.e. as a team or an organization, are going after and how it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. So that is a communications challenge. Correct. Well said. And when you talk about mirror-mirror, uh, what is the core challenge you are seeking to address in the realm of team collaboration? So relating back to what I was saying earlier, when people don't understand the where their perceptions are conflicting or where there are alignment gaps, um, that's a difficulty. I mean, alignment is something that sits between people. It's not like knowledge that you can just have as individuals. So our challenge is to reveal those gaps. That's mm. what we do on the diagnostic side. Mm. And what would you say are some common misconceptions or misunderstandings you've encountered uh, about data-driven alignment? So so it's a bit of a learning piece, actually, because Mm. a lot of people think that alignment is when their own personal goals match up to the team goals and the organization Mm. goals. Hey, presto, everyone's aligned. Mm. Um, It's much deeper than that. The social sciences research is pointing towards not just how people can become misaligned, Mm. but also how learning behaviors can be used to give people the capability to be able to deal with alignment. So um, I suppose the common um, misconceptions are that it's just about goals Mm -hmm. or it's a really kind of soft peripheral thing, you know, alignment, yeah, whatever, let's let's ignore that. Um, Even though alignment is about effective decisions and actions which Mm. underpins you know business performance fundamentally um, and misalignment leads to Mm. all of the observable problems that people complain about it's actually you can trace back every problem um, as to misalignment as root cause but i suppose also um the other misconception is you know we don't have time Mm -hmm. it's almost like somebody saying well you know we're too busy Mm. to figure out how to do things faster which is um, a bit odd. So, so those are the kind of things that, mm. um, as, as well as this mindset that mm. I talked to you about earlier, mm. those are the things that we are um, uh, encountering. Mm. So it takes a bold leader. It takes a bold person at this point in time. I think in 10 years, it will be different. It will be commonplace. Mm. But That's at this good. point in time, the bold leader mm. isn't scared of being, being wrong. They, they 
they they actually don't care. They want to find out what people really think. They want to let people make sense of things mm. and they want to do something about it. And they see alignment as a focus in its own right, as a thing. Mm. So, so that's where we're going. That's said. Great response. Thank you. My next question is that how does alignment impact an individual's overall success and satisfaction in their personal and professional life? Okay, so imagine you're given the opportunity to really express what you think in safety. Mm-hmm. You're not going to fear any repercussions negatively. Um, you can actually bring yourself. You can be included generally. Um, you can feel that uh, what is ever, whatever is coming up for mm-hmm. the team, you have a share in that. You have a part ownership in the decisions that are made about how the strategic frame will be implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, you're therefore more engaged. Uh, the results that the team produce are help, you've, you've helped to create those. It's more rewarding. So even though alignment isn't necessarily about the individual, it's about how they are connecting in a group. Um, it is rewarding um, to the individual because they get more out of their work. Right. More control then over what, what's happening and more to share in the success. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And how important is it for teams to be aligned during a change process? And what are some of the consequences that you may have worked with if they aren't aligned? Okay, so imagine that a team in change really needs to fundamentally understand where are we now? Mm-hmm. and Where do we want to go? Mm-hmm. So if they don't have a shared understanding about that, mm-hmm. the, the change, you know, they're automatically going to be in an uphill battle. I won't say it won't succeed, of course. I mean, it'll muddle through it. But if you've got clarity, a shared clarity on that to start Mm. with, where are we now and where are we going? What does it take to get there? And then how does that boil down to each team and each person in what they're doing and saying and thinking and deciding Mm. on a daily basis? That's where success um, for change works because it's about recognition, real recognition of what is now, and a real clarity on where we're going. So if it doesn't work out, um, yeah, teams will find that they are redoing things, that decisions and actions actually do clash, that there are conflicts that they have to then discover later and unravel. If those aren't discovered, where does that lead, leave the organization? Mm-hmm. Um, how do people feel? It's frustrating, it's disengaging. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of change that people can't stand. That's why a lot of people are leaving organizations because they've had enough of this kind of, you know, this, this wheel of torment, if you like, of going around this um, unclear, ambiguous, you know, top-down um, change that is just sort of everlasting mm-hmm. hassle. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think a lot of people can identify with that scenario. And that's part of the motivation for this, actually. It's like, that's totally unnecessary. Mm. It's like going in to clean a house with the wrong equipment. I mean, you know, or not knowing that dust exists. Mm. You've really got to, really got to know what, what's, you know, be prepared for this. And, and organisations who don't do this are... Mm. I have long-term consequences that ultimately affect reputation and competitiveness. Right, right. And uh, how does Mirror Mirror assist teams in navigating the complexities and and uncertainties associated with the change? So what we do is um, 
we help simply. We have one very specific niche role, which is to use surveys and reporting to identify mm -hmm. and measure the extent of alignment in between people in teams. Mm -hmm. um, that helps with complexity because it helps people get a clearer understanding and the more complex the situation, the more they need it um, of where are we now? Right. And how are we going to achieve our goals? Mm. Okay. So that, that's how we help with it. Mm. And what are some of the tools and technologies you use um, in this whole data-driven alignment process? Right. Well, it's it's very simple. We just have a bespoke survey and reporting tool that we use. So we don't ask people to, we don't give companies the software and ask them to run it themselves. We just give people an interface. So it's not software as a service per se, mm -hmm. um, but it's a diagnostic tool, a bit like somebody might run um, a personality profiling tool. Mm -hmm. uh, we give them access to um, complete surveys and we deliver reports. Mm -hmm. My next question, Lindsay, is what role does self-awareness play in achieving alignment? Yeah, so I was thinking about that one. Um, uh, self-awareness creates a greater connect with your unconscious mind. Mm -hmm. So people are often unaware of what they're thinking if they're unaware of how they operate. Mm -hmm and often in dialogue and a lot of conversation is conversation itself is a tool to mm. help people build um, and construct right. reality mm. share reality and often in conversation because especially when we're so busy and things are so dynamic and complex you'll find that what people are talking about in conversation is a way of processing their con their unconscious thinking and their mm. unconscious perspectives mm. through to the conscious level so they can start to make connects between things. Mm. And so when that's happening, which is a natural process, people are then learning from each other in that. If you're not able to construct and to understand your own thoughts and to have mm. them surface because you're just not aware of your own right. patterns or behaviors, right. then you're less likely to be able to bring that to the table and for others to learn from them so you're less likely to be able to to provide an, an input as deeply as you as you could mm. interesting and a related question to that would be that do you think culture uh, will also have an impact on being able to bring alignment i mean in, in companies that are say in one country only everyone understands but in very large companies which are multicultural do you think uh, culture will play an impact on alignment? Well, absolutely. I mean, culture is expressed in behaviours. Mm. I've already mentioned learning behaviours. So the research is showing that in specific areas mm. like psychological safety, interdependence, uh, task cohesion, um, group potency, those are the kind of behavioural areas that help people um, in the process. Of alignment so that's one thing and there are very few cultures that don't draw on values that are espoused right. uh, and contained in those behavioral categories so so if you like you've kind of got beliefs and then you've got values and then you've got behaviors and then you've got actions and decisions the the values and the beliefs underneath the company culture will drive the extent to which they're able to align um, and it's all about openness um, listening mm. learning 
um, um, po being positivity, um, being uh, committed, mm. uh, being able to, being reliable, etc., in how you pass the baton from one person to another. Right. So there is not a culture in an organization that wouldn't need to draw on those mm. for the purpose of collaboration. Well said. And uh, Lindsay, what advice would you give to someone who feels stuck or unsure about how to align with their own professional goals and their organization? So um, firstly, we come back to the individual level about conscious thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, people can do work individually to become more conscious about um, the reasons why they feel a certain way or things that they feel may be blocking them. And then they should go and seek advice mm -hmm. and direction and clarity. Mm -hmm. And it's difficult in today's organizations for somebody to say, hi, I'm not sure how my role plays in with the team's objectives. I mean, that just looks weak. Mm -hmm. That's what we're trying to change in this revolution. People should be able to say that because in the work that we do in diagnosing alignment issues, mm -hmm. So many people are unclear on the strategic frame. Mm. And so many people would not be able to say that. So the, the data that we take in is anonymous. Mm. And if you give people that opportunity to um, submit, you know, answers to questions like what's the purpose of my team and what's the priority of the team? And are you clear, rate the extent to which you're clear on your own roles and responsibilities in that? Mm. They can actually say what they think there and, and a good manager would take that as as useful my mm. god i didn't realize that let's do something about it mm. um how can we change this so like i said mm. in 10 years i'm hoping it's shorter like five <laughs> um the world should be slightly different in the sense that the way that leaders um receive information and questions of people asking for clarity mm. and for the kind of support and advice so that they can be a, a, a participant in an alignment process mm. and an aligned member of a team, mm. um, that should be welcomed. Right now it's not. Um, so I would ask people where they feel that they can uh, to seek advice and seek clarity mm. and where they can't um, seek a tool that is anonymous mm. that that allows them to submit their, those, those queries so they can become clear. Mm, well said. Uh, my next question to you is, you know, in today's new reality, given that most organizations are now moving to hybrid working, work from home, as a leader in this space, Lindsay, where do you see the future of alignment heading? you know, given so many changes and shifts that are taking place in the workplace? Well, the shifts that you mentioned, hybrid working, virtual, remote working, that is just fuel for misalignment because people don't have the opportunity to read the 84% of communication, which is body language, okay. as much as they could yeah. if we're in person. So it's kind of clear, logical. So the future of alignment, I mean, you can run an alignment process online very well. In fact, I think it kind of helps because it allows people to get kind of detached a little bit from something that they might be tempted to feel a bit more emotional about. Mm -hmm. You know, what are the priorities of the team? Let's use a work board. Let's, let's brainstorm 
uh, areas, unless it's a given, of course. Right. Uh, what in what ways could we um, could we look to change the way that we behave in order to improve some of these behavioural scores that we're seeing? Let's share those ideas. Let's get behind, behind them. That is actually a, a process that people don't have to get really um, personally conflicted by or emotional about or um, attached to if they believe the team comes first. In the hybrid workplace, having alignment as a standard, having it as something that deserves a focus in, a, in its own right and running, using the tools, running standard sessions that have a, a basic framework, mm. um, you know, recognizing the data, how does it make, how does it impinge our effectiveness? What could we do differently? What needs to change? Mm. That kind of process can be run uh, online mm. with a team. So mm. I, think, I think that's inevitably where it's got to go. Mm. So time for two more questions for you. My next question is, uh, can you share a story uh, where Mirror Mirror helped an all? a team uh, overcome a particularly challenging situation. And I don't want any names, of course. Yeah, no, sure. Um, uh, we worked, I think the most memorable one is when we worked with an innovation company, a uh, European innovation company, and they had, you know, 60 people spread across 15 locations um, in different projects, lots of different nationalities, self-managed teams, and it must have been, you know, it's a, it's a little while ago now, a year or two ago, and they must have felt that this was this is you know state of the art teaming. From our perspective, that's an absolute hotbed for mm. misalignment because people don't get to know each other. They're speaking, they're having to interact across different cultures and and languages. Um, and when we got the teams together, we did a report for each team and they had their own alignment challenges. But the interesting thing was that when we put that together, there were themes across all, all of these teams around, you know, overwork, um, that everybody's very committed, but it's very us and them. It's kind of managers versus other people. And there were silos everywhere and lots of bitterness and unhappiness and right. people feeling like they were giving everything and not getting anything back. And, you know, it's, that's quite... It's a sad situation to be in, but it's quite usual. Mm -hmm. And the HR director knew this, of course, which is why she wanted to deal with it. And when it came down to it, there was one core theme underpinning everything, which was the fact that people had a different definition of the word self-managed, mm -hmm. of, of what self-managed means. The leadership were thinking, oh, you know, let's leave them to it. We're supposed to be hands off now, mm -hmm. you know not something that we're supposed to intervene in. Whereas the teams themselves were struggling with what are our priorities and why we can't see the bigger picture. Uh, how does this actually work? Leaders in the middle was, you know, middle, middle managers stuck because they, um, you know, they're in between those two complaints. And that's where this all starts to kick off, of course. Mm -hmm. And so simply recognizing that and, and seeing the need for a quarterly meeting mm -hmm. with with no hierarchy in the room, no status whatsoever, just a simple sharing of perspectives between top leaders and the team so that priorities could be established and then mapped. I mean, you might call that traditional alignment, mapping yeah. goals, but it's not so much goals. It's more about how are we going to implement the goals? Mm -hmm. um, made a huge difference. And so what would it, the question then is, what would it have been like if they just hadn't stopped 
to do that. Mm. They, you know, te- companies can carry on for years with just underpinning, ongoing, a totally avoidable mm. issue, which is get more and more entrenched over time. So I think using alignment not just to help, but to prevent um, problems mm. is um, just invaluable. Mm. Very interesting. And my last question to Lindsay, and this is for the many, many people who will listen to our conversation. A lot of them are uh, startup entrepreneurs. A lot of them are aspiring startup entrepreneurs. What would you say are three lessons you would want them to take away from all your understanding and of alignment and our conversation? Well, I suppose there's lessons for entrepreneurs and then there's lessons around alignment. Mm -hmm. Um, You can choose whichever one you want to talk about. Well, I'll I'll, I'll give you a quick answer to both if that's okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. The lessons for entrepreneurs is that if something is new, Mm -hmm. there will be resistance. Mm -hmm. But if you really believe it's valuable, be Mm -hmm. prepared for the journey to last a lot longer than you thought it would (laughs) because you're changing the world effectively in your own own way. The other thing would be that um, networks and putting people together to achieve a lot more, of course. And just keep keep learning and adapting, align aligning yourself with whatever the reality is that you're trying mm. to bring your, your work into. Mm. Uh, from an alignment perspective, mm. and any entrepreneur or anybody in an organization can can use alignment. I think that the three lessons I'd like to share at this point in time, so we're in 2023, mm. alignment is a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not just a side issue or a part of something else. Right. It is a dedicated um, thing in its own right. Mm. It is hugely valuable. It makes work rewarding for all. Mm. But to start with understanding where the gaps are, Mm. because otherwise it's so easy to get in the weeds of a conversation to try to discover what what do you think and what do I think that Mm. needs to be aligned. Um, A lot of, I mean, every conversation, every contract, um, a lot of, um, communications written or otherwise are all about alignment, of course. Mm. But if you want to express alignment on organizational stuff, uh, there is a way to do it. Mm. Very interesting. And on that note, and your amazing lessons, you know, especially for entrepreneurs, uh, if you're doing anything new, there will be resistance. Just keep plugging away. Second, you said networks achieve more. And third, you said was align yourself with reality. Thank you, Lindsay, for speaking to me about your own journey. Thank you for talking to me at such length about all the great work you're doing at Mirror Mirror. Thank you for talking to me about so many different aspects of alignment. I learned many new things from you today. Thank you for speaking to me and good luck. Thank you very well. Thank you very much for inviting me. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.